Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome. We're recovering from the Super Bowl festivities. I mean, it was a great game with some great plays. Would have been very annoying to be an Eagles fan in the second half. Even the ads were pretty light and funny, except for those dead serious Jesus, he gets us ads. It's really weird the way the lefties hate these ads. I mean, they're they're pitched at the lefties. I think that's what they hate about it. So, yes, AOC, did you see this? Tweeted, something tells me Jesus would not, asterisk, not asterisk, spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. Huh? <laughs> yes, people on Twitter were like, she's not smart. I think Chris Plant, our friend Chris Plant, was like, not one of the brighter members of Congress. Yes, when we do a Jesus was a refugee, he gets us. They're trying to make fascism look benign. We've been keeping an eye on this. The way the liberal media is looking at this really suspiciously from... Um, CNN did a segment on it with some bizarro transgender theologian uh, and uh, NPR. But NPR sort of hates the Super Bowl in general. They, it, Scott Simon had a commentary on Saturday being upset the Denver Broncos had hired Sean Payton as their coach. Sean Payton was the coach of the New Orleans Saints when they had this Bounty Gate scandal in 2012. I mean, it's not cool that you would pay players to injure the other team. That's why people got suspended. Also, uh, a former intern of Newsbusters, John Hirschhauer, noticed the New York Times in their recounting of the Super Bowl kept saying, and then Kansas City did this, and then Kansas City did this. They didn't want to write the word Chiefs. That's so annoying. Yeah, you did notice when you were watching the game that the Kansas City fans were like, and you knew everybody that wanted to drive the name Redskins off the face of the earth was going, Gack! all right, so top story today is about what happened with Biden here and the Super Bowl. Joe Biden did not end up granting an interview because the game was aired by Fox and because Biden doesn't grant interviews in general because he's not very good at them. He's just not good. At NBCNews.com, Sally Bronston and Carol Lee reported what happened under the online headline inside the failed negotiations for Biden's Super Bowl interview on Fox. Okay, but you get the idea. Team Biden, were they really negotiating? Uh, they sound slippery, they sound evasive, really non-committal, and ultimately just sneaky. They just didn't want any Fox interview. Anybody could see they didn't want it. You know, they reported Fox proposed having one of its news anchors, such as Brett Bayer or Shannon Bream, conduct the interview, said a person familiar with the matter, but the president's team rejected those choices. Of course they did. Cowards. Instead, they decided about 72 hours before kickoff, Biden would do an interview with the network's little-known streaming channel, 
Fox Soul. Which one of us knew this existed? I did not. And I like be thinking of myself as media savvy. As for these negotiations, where Biden wasn't going to be a hostage, the back and forth spilled into the public view Friday morning when White House Press Secretary Cringe Jean-Pierre tweeted that Fox had canceled the Fox Soul interview. Several hours later, Fox released a statement saying there had been confusion with the White House and that the interview with Fox Soul was back on track with actress Vivica A. Fox. Oh, Vivica A. Fox for Fox. She is apparently the host of Fox Soul's show Cocktails with Queens and Fox Soul's Screening Room. Also supposedly in on this interview, Mike Hill, a Fox Soul personality and Fox Sports sportscaster. Well, the White House was going to see things differently. They put out a statement. As we said earlier, we had arranged an interview with Fox Sports host Mike Hill and Vivica A. Fox with the president ahead of the Super Bowl, and Fox Corp had the interview canceled. Fox has since put out a statement indicating the interview was rescheduled, which is inaccurate. See, so they're going to try to blame it on Fox. Look, if they wanted to do this interview, they would get the interview. It's They're obviously fighting over conditions. So maybe that, you know, this is that NBC doesn't have all the details, but it's like, you know, Biden probably, they probably had a list of things you can't ask him. But here's the funny thing. It's kind of annoying. As NBC notes, Vivica Fox was a Biden surrogate during the 2020 presidential campaign and continues to express support for him, including in a tweet this week after the State of the Union address. A Fox spokesperson said Mike Hill and Vivica Fox, as well as James DuBose, the GM of Fox Soul, flew to Washington on Friday from L.A. to conduct the interview. DuBose was going to produce the interview. And then it didn't happen. They also noted there were fans of this just take the black interview strategy. NPR TV critic Eric Deggins tweeted, masterful move by Biden. Arranging a Super Bowl interview with black focused Fox Soul sidestepping Fox News Channel. Yes, Fox Soul also describes itself as focused on, quote, black news, inspiration, celebrity, social justice, and more. Yeah, that doesn't sound at all like Fox News, does it? Now, Biden previously sat for Super Bowl interviews with CBS and NBC over the last two years. They've tried to make a point that Trump skipped an NBC interview in 2018. Well, this tradition is not an old tradition, this tradition of being interviewed for the Super Bowl pregame. And then a lot of times they're releasing the clips on Friday or on Saturday or on Sunday or on all. Uh, Barack Obama made this tradition. You know, George W. Bush had given an interview or two to Jim Nance, but it was mostly about the football. Obama's interview, that was like an annual kissy kissy. I mean, it was all, uh, I remember one with Savannah Guthrie where they were imbibing uh, beers brewed inside the White House, right? It's not like a hardcore interview. Uh, now, we can say Obama did do a Super Bowl interview with Bill O'Reilly when Fox had the game once. This shows you that Obama had more balls. Oh, I'm sorry, had more audacity of hope 
than Team Joe Biden. You know, in today's day and age after Trump, the Democrats can't take the risk of granting any favor to the evil empire of Darth Murdoch. You may have seen Rupert was at the game in Arizona with Elon Musk. You have to just think that Stelter and Darcy and David Falkenflick and everyone in the liberal media who hates that the conservative media exists just had to hate the visual, just no doubt. Speaking of which, on CNN on Saturday, CNN's senior media reporter, Oliver Darcy, expressed delight that Biden wasn't doing an interview with Fox to his fellow conservative hater, Jim Acosta. It was like the two stooges without a third. Listen to this. President, this current president doesn't want to do it. Maybe future presidents won't want to do it. Yeah, Jim, I think this really underscores um, the level of commitment uh, Biden has showed to icing out Fox. As you, as you said, he hasn't granted uh, this right-wing talk channel uh, any interviews since he's been president. And you can imagine why. I mean, if you watch this channel, it, it's very clear there's a, there's a strong animus toward him, toward his administration. And at nighttime, you have extremists, people like Tucker Carlson, who are going on, on these rants, who are spreading misinformation and conspiracy theories about uh, things from the vaccines to January 6th. And so I think for this president, he has decided, you know, he's not going to call out the channel. He's not going to go to war with it in that way, but he's not going to give it any credence by appearing on. It is consistently amazing how Farsi Darcy can suggest Fox is a talk channel, like CNN is somehow a news channel. Fox has a strong animus against Biden, but CNN couldn't be accused of a strong animus against Trump or the Republicans, let alone their strong animus against Fox existing. Fox has quote-unquote extremists, and CNN somehow is as moderate as Joe Manchin, right? Fox spreads conspiracy theories, and somehow CNN never does. You know, Trump might have P tapes, Trump might be a Russian agent, but oh, we don't do conspiracy theories here. Fox spreads misinformation about COVID for political purposes. Oh, while CNN brought on doctors in 2020 to say large public gatherings aren't super spreaders if they're about racial and social justice, then somehow COVID can't be spread. Now, Acosta wasn't quite letting this go. He, he did suggest mildly to Darcy, you know, this is sort of a major platform to get on in the Super Bowl pregame. Now, we all understand the game's going to have like 140 million viewers and the pregame's going to have like 22. You know, it's not as big as the game. It's not like they're making the, the president interview, this, you know, instead of Rihanna singing pregnant, here's Joe Biden, uh, but it's you're giving up a major platform. Darcy acknowledged and then went back to his line. I think his administration just does not want to appear on this channel that's profiting off spreading misinformation and lies about his administration. See, this is one of the reasons Team Biden denies an interview with Fox because all of these people loathe Fox and 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 they don't want to give them any advantage. But, you know, here's Darcy trying to suggest that he can define or identify what misinformation is when it becomes quite clear when there's anything that it comes to coming to the defense of Biden. Misinformation is in at CNN. 
uh, I did a column. Oliver Darcy had a reliable sources newsletter that was just fatuous, uh, titled The Collusion Delusion. And it was all these things about how somehow having a hearing into Twitter, suppressing the New York Post, and suppressing the Hunter Biden story, where people would get suspended for linking to the New York Post and that the New York Post's account was suspended for 17 days right before the election. And somehow Darcy's running around saying that talking about this is false. I mean, that's how sloppy he is. So this is what he had to say uh, to Acosta on Saturday. So they were holding this hearing to prove alleged government collusion between Twitter and the government and the deep state supposedly to censure the New York Post story on Hunter Biden. Well, now, look, we all know, obviously... They suppressed the Hunter Biden story. And then liberal networks all ran around saying it was Russian disinformation or it had all the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. That, my friends, is a conspiracy theory. They say they're against conspiracy theories, but they unload a lot of conspiracy theories about the right-wing media and Trump and everybody else. DeSantis, you know, these people running around saying DeSantis doesn't want to teach black history at all like blacks didn't exist in America before 1965. I mean, liberals lecturing us about misinformation is just rich. But, you know, here he is running around saying this alleged government collusion, they didn't prove that. The witnesses they called refuted those claims. You know, so obviously in the Twitter files, which they want to sort of pretend don't exist, suggest that the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security were very clearly having weekly meetings with the Twitter public safety folks trying to tell them what should be suppressed when it comes out. Some might call that tech grooming. Um, But these guys want to pretend, well, the government had no role in this. Well, no, if the FBI is meeting with Twitter, you may not want to use the word collusion, but, you know, Twitter's obviously trying to cooperate with what the FBI wants. That's why there are hearings. See, obviously, Darcy and these people don't want these hearings to exist. They don't want Republicans to exist. They don't want Fox News to exist. And then they're the people that say, oh, we're for democracy and you're not. So I suppose the Biden folks could say, well, don't be mad at us. We didn't give an interview to Fox. We gave an interview to PBS. The PBS NewsHour. On Wednesday, it aired. It was an interview with Judy Woodruff in Madison after the State of the Union. And our Kevin Tober was uh, all over it. Yeah, they could say, the PBS could say, hey, we asked about his poll numbers. We asked about his possession of classified documents. We asked about the Hunter Biden hearings. But uh, even though those subjects came up, there was also a lot of fluff about, you know, I'm Judy Woodruff, and I'm doing a series about dividing America. Can you explain to us what you think is dividing America? I'm like, how about start with this, Judy? Dumb president standing up at the State of the Union accusing the Republicans of trying to abolish Social Security. That kind of divides. It's kind of lying. And yet, uh, what you notice with Judy Woodruff over the years is she's always been fiercer with Republicans because this is PBS after all. So if she's interviewing Mike Pence, if she's interviewing Mike Pompeo, any Republican, 
generally she's going to be relatively harsh with them because that's the way it works. And I remember you can go back to 1992. She was harsher with Barbara Bush than she was with Hillary Clinton. I mean, her interview with Hillary Clinton in 92, all I can say to you, it's in my book, Pattern of Deception, that I wrote back in like 96, um, but it was awful. So, you know, it's, it's always the way that Judy Woodruff kind of ends with the pampering ending, the open-ended question that kind of allows you to make, define your own answer. So this question about the Hunter Biden investigation, and of course the Republicans who say it's a Joe Biden investigation, it's about how Hunter exploited Joe, it's how about James Biden exploited Joe to make money, which is obvious to everyone, but they always use this phrasing, Judy Woodruff used this phrasing, they want to investigate your family. They're terrible people. Listen to this. One of the things Republicans say is a priority for them is investigating your family. Your son Hunter, your brother Jim. They talk about uh, uh, access that they say others have gotten because of you, because of your political success. How do you, how do you plan to, to deal with that? public's not going to pay attention to that. They, they want these guys to do something. If the only thing they can do is make up things about my family, it's not going to go very far. Yeah, I, I can't stand this. They want to investigate your family. You think they'd ever do that with Donald Trump? You know, when they're trying to figure out what Jared and Ivanka are up to or what Donald Trump Jr. was up to in Trump Tower? They're investigating your family. Let's all be sympathetic. I mean, you can't be upset that Sean Hannity gave puffball interviews to Trump and then turn around and watch these interviews with Biden and just say, you guys are doing the same thing. You know, her question for him was, how are you? do you plan to deal with it? You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's like just letting him say whatever he wants. And then he, he tries to say, I don't think the public's going to pay attention to that. Now, when they say that, what that's Biden telling the media, keep ignoring it. You have two choices. You can either ignore it. Certainly don't give it any live coverage. If you're going to mention, if you're going to talk about it, lie about it like Oliver Darcy does and say nothing was proven. You know, these guys, uh, if all they can do is make up things about my family, it's not going to go very far. This is, this is Trumpy. This is suggesting that by merely investigating, you're lying. You're making things up. She doesn't follow up and say, well, what are they making up, Mr. President? That's the other thing. There's no follow-up to any of these questions. Judy Woodruff throws the question. She gets a cockamamie answer, and then she just lets it go. Biden is basically saying the Republicans are fake news, and PBS is fine with that. Now, you know, uh, there's a couple other things that have been happening uh, over the weekend. Uh, our Kevin Tober noted George Stephanopoulos asked Comer, you made it clear you're looking at Hunter Biden. I want to put up a front page story from the Washington Post this morning detailing Jared Kushner's ties to the Saudis. Will you be investigating that as well? And you're like, Earth to Stephanopoulos, who's in charge? One, who's president? If we're doing government oversight, who's in charge of the government right now? It's not Jared Kushner. I'm sure the Democrats want to somehow uh, get into Jared Kushner's ties to the Saudis. 
but the Republicans are in control. But Stephanopoulos, this is his Bill and Hillary Clinton press secretary question of the day. Speaking of Democrat press secretaries, there's so many of them. Mika Brzezinski on Biden, the Hunter thing for whatever might have gone wrong there, that's not President Biden. The Hunter laptop is not President Biden. What the Hunter laptop proves, stupid Mika, partisan Mika, is that Hunter Biden was exploiting his dad to make millions and millions of dollars and then spend them on cracking hookers. She doesn't think that's an interesting news story. Anyway, back to Judy Woodruff. There was also a question about Biden's poll numbers. This was at least a little bit tough until the open-ended answer. The picture you painted last night, unemployment, uh, record low, uh, the growth, the economy, what is it, inflation is coming down, incomes are rising, and yet when you, when you mention the polls, when you look at the polls, CBS poll, 64% of Americans think the economy is in bad shape. There's an NBC poll, 71% think the country's on the wrong track. Why the disconnect? Because the, no, the polls don't matter anymore. You got to make, what, 40, 50 calls and on a cell phone to get someone to answer a poll? What a weird answer. Oh, polls don't matter anymore. You going to run for re-election and try to say the polls don't matter? Polls aren't trustworthy anymore. <laughs> this is like Donna Brazile on ABC. You're talking about Kamala Harris, and she said, her poll numbers may not reflect her true popularity. Wow, talk about fake news. Talk about making things up. They're going to now try to make up the idea that Biden and Kamala are popular. But notice again, the Judy Woodruff question ends with, what about the disconnect? You know, this is sort of like back in the day under Obama, PBS NewsHour anchor Gwen Ifill went out to South Bend, Indiana for some town hall meeting with Obama. And she was basically expressing displeasure with these folks in the hinterland that Obama wasn't popular. What's wrong with you people? It's Obama. He's supposed to be popular. Get with the program. Judy Woodruff also asked about the classified documents. This is the way she said it. This was actually not quite as bad. She starts with the with the uh, kneeling to Biden. It's clear there's a difference between the way you've handled this and former President Trump. You've cooperated with the archives, with the FBI, but I want to ask you quickly about what you said last September to CBS. You said possessing classified documents is, you said, totally irresponsible. So what was totally irresponsible about the fact that you had some? Now, that's the one question where she actually had a little spin on the ball. It wasn't a softball. It was at least a, a decent high school pitcher uh, throw. And then Biden had this weird answer where he goes into this, where he talks about how his minders have a whole bunch of instructions. They've informed me not to speak to this issue in any way, try to prejudice the investigation that's going on. Now, do you think Trump could use that? Oh, I'm not commenting on Russian collusion because Mueller's operating i mean <laughs> it does tell you that he somehow doesn't think the special counsel is a dastardly republican uh you know or has a pile of people who donated to trump always remember robert Mueller's team was stacked with people who donated to democrats including hillary clinton so you could have a reason to say 
Mueller investigation. Doesn't look nonpartisan. But of course, CNN and PBS all pretended it was the most nonpartisan objective thing going. And then he starts talking about, I'm not at liberty. Uh, I Then he starts talking about an aperture. I voluntarily opened every single aperture I have in the house, offices everywhere. And then he tries to say, to the best of my knowledge, the things they picked up were from 1974 and stray papers. It's like, like that helps? You've got a classified document from 1974? Now you can say, well, you don't have to worry about the Soviet Union. If it was about the Soviet Union or the Vietnam War, you could say, well, this is too dated. It's not important that it's classified anymore. But what you're basically suggesting is, I've had a classified document in my possession for almost 50 years. And then you're going to go on CBS and say Trump is awful. Uh, it, so it's kind of funny because the uh, the New York Times had a headline trying to explain that, the, that Biden aides, their hasty packing of documents was the was what caused the special counsel probe and people were like hasty packing of documents he's apparently had for 50 years yeah over at red state they said this is embarrassing even by the already low expectations i have for the new york times the new york times story avoids these points because they'd like to blow up the ridiculous excuse in, in indeed the hasty packing might work better for mike pence or donald trump since they don't have documents going back 50 years like Joe Biden apparently does. The fact they have to dig this deep for Joe Biden for an excuse that doesn't work at all is pretty pathetic. But this is the way you are when you're a Democrat newspaper. You are a stenographer to power. They'll try to say, oh, no, no, we're not a stenographer to Biden. But when you see these interviews, when you see these news stories that really sound like they're designated to be we're here to be an explainer for the Biden point of view. Yeah, you're part of the Democrat media. So all of these people that say Fox News basically should be deplatformed because it's a misinformation hive. They're basically saying we're all here in the Democrat National Committee media. We can't have any Republican friendly media. If you're Republican friendly, you don't do news. And it's just that sort of thing where they're defining, they've defined democracy as whatever the Democrats want, and they're defining journalism as whatever liberals do. Don't fall for it. That's why we're here, because conservatives do journalism too, including journalism on liberal journalism abuse. That's why you come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening. <laughs>